everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I want to welcome you to the podcast version of Mike Murphy's Friday Rumblings. For years, these have been a Facebook post each Friday. I decided these words were worth spreading to a wider audience and worth making accessible in another format that might be easier for some people. Full disclosure, Mike Murphy is my husband, and this was not his idea. In fact, I'm the narrator. Rob Bell says, everything is spiritual. You might listen to this podcast and say, wait a minute, sounds like there is some political content included. I would simply echo Rob Bell's words, everything is spiritual. Give the rumblings a listen and see if you agree, or maybe you'll disagree, but I guarantee it will be food for thought. Whether you agree or disagree, keep the conversation going. Also, if you want a print version of the rumblings, you can find it in the show notes or friend Mike on Facebook. Now, are you ready to rumble? Rumble One, a story about America in 10 chapters. Chapter One, Normal Day. Chapter Two, Shootings. Chapter Three, Panic. Chapter Four, Weeping. Chapter Five, Thoughts and Prayers. Chapter 6, Grieving. Chapter 7, The Funerals. Chapter 8, Talking Heads Analysis. Chapter 9, Vigorous Second Amendment Defense. Chapter 10, Nothing Changes. Pretty crappy story, isn't it? Rumble 2, when the world around me starts getting a bit iffy, I need to remind myself that I am first and foremost a citizen of the kingdom of God, and there's nothing there that's at all iffy. Rumble 3. I've said it before, and I will say it again and again in the hope that you will say it again and again to those in your spheres of influence. Here it is. Make no mistake about it. There's only one issue on the ballot this fall. It's about whether or not we will vote to preserve our democracy and its freedoms or take a giant step towards authoritarianism. Rumble 4. Choose your leaders with wisdom and forethought. To be led by a coward is to be controlled by all that the coward fears. To be led by a fool is to be led by the opportunists who control the fool. To be led by a thief is to offer up your most precious treasures to be stolen. To be led by a liar is to ask to be told lies. To be led by a tyrant is to sell yourself and those you love into slavery. Octavia E. Butler Rumble 5 One of our presidential candidates is comparing himself to the Russian dissident Navalny, who recently died in a Siberian prison. Navalny was a courageous leader, a man of faith, a burr in Putin's saddle, and a truth-teller. The presidential candidate is none of these things. He's not brave, and his faith is in himself, not God. He is a habitual liar who thinks Putin is worth emulating. They are not even remotely alike. No comparison should ever again be attempted. But I'm sure he will try again, and his crowd will giggle with delight. What foolish people they are. Rumble 6. 
never make fun of someone who speaks broken English. It means they know another language. H. Jackson Brown. Those who do make fun of them reveal a whole lot about the prejudices, rudeness, and immaturity that defines their lives. Rumble 7. How then shall we live out our faith? Sometimes the best evangelism is simply telling people you're a Christian and then not being a complete jerk. John Pavlovitz. You meet saints everywhere. They can be anywhere. They are people behaving decently in an indecent society. Kurt Vonnegut. Rumble 8. When asked how fascism starts, Bertrand Russell once said, First, they fascinate the fools. Then, they muzzle the intelligent. To fascinate a fool isn't all that difficult. Just remind them of their prejudices and then show them bright, shiny objects. Muzzling the intelligent, don't make the mistake of measuring them by their degrees or title or lack thereof, is quite a bit harder, for they have this tendency to move around and underground and then become the resistance. But even smart people like to be flattered. That's what draws them out, and that's when they are far less muzzle-resistant. Rumble 9. Sometimes in the stillness of the quiet, if we listen, we can hear the whisper in the heart, giving strength to weakness, courage to fear, and hope to despair. Howard Thurman. In the stillness of the quiet, God does some of his best work. What's sad is that we choose to be noisy more often than not, and we wonder why we haven't heard from God. Rumble 10. One of the most remarkable things about the Bible is that in it we find the narrative told from the perspective of the poor, the oppressed, the enslaved, the conquered, the occupied, the defeated. This is what makes it prophetic. We know that history is written by the winners. This is true, except in the case of the Bible, it's the opposite. This is the subversive genius of the Hebrew prophets. They wrote from a bottom-up perspective. Imagine a history of colonial America written by Cherokee Indians and African slaves. That would be a different way of telling the story. And that's what the Bible does. It's the story of Egypt told by the slaves, the story of Babylon told by the exiles, the story of Rome told by the occupied. What about those brief moments when Israel appeared to be on top? In those cases, the prophets told Israel's story from the perspective of the peasant poor as a critique of the royal elite. Like when Amos denounced the wives of Israelite aristocracy as the fat cows of Bashan. Every story is told from a vantage point. It has a bias. The bias of the Bible is from the vantage point of the underclass. But what happens if we lose sight of the prophetically subversive vantage point of the Bible? What happens if those on top read themselves into the story, not as imperial Egyptians, Babylonians, and Romans, but as the Israelites? That's when you get the bizarre phenomenon of the elite and entitled using the Bible to endorse their dominance as God's will. This is Roman Christianity after Constantine. 
This is Christendom on Crusade. This is colonists seeing America as their promised land and the native inhabitants as Canaanites to be conquered. This is the whole history of European colonialism. This is Jim Crow. This is the American prosperity gospel. This is the domestication of scripture. This is making the Bible dance a jig for our own amusement. Brian Zond. We like to read scripture in ways that endorse our politics, justify our behaviors, and to elevate our cause. In doing so, we lose sight of what it's actually saying and ignore its prophetic edges. And then scripture becomes quite pedestrian, just words on a page with no power to make a holy mess of our lives.